Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Scene, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern, as well as the authors who penned them. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow and subscribe for future episodes. If you love what you hear, be sure to leave us a five-star review, and don't forget to leave a comment. We love to read them. You can support us financially through buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the show notes. And come socialize with us on Instagram at The Lunch Break Hymn Now, let us open up our lunch boxes and our hymnals and dig into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of The Lunch Break Hymn I am joined today by Raluca Bajor, a Romanian born pianist living in the U.S. and keeping church hymns alive. Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Sing, Raluca. Thank you for having me, Frank. So why don't you tell um, us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started playing music? Uh, I started playing the piano when I was about five or six years old. I don't remember. My parents just signed me up and I had no choice in the matter. And it was just something that I had to do. And over the years, I've learned to love it. The first few years were, of course, a little tough, especially when you don't see the end goal. But then I started playing in church about when I was 12, 13. And that's when I understood, ah, this is a ministry. So I started loving playing the piano and especially loving playing in the church. Oh, that's awesome. So what was one of the uh, first uh, pieces of music that you played in the church? My first one was a special when I was in second or third grade. And it was one of my classical pieces that my piano teacher assigned me. And I learned I learned it well, and my parents said, let's play it in church. You need performance opportunities. <laughs> I'm like, okay. People didn't mind that it was classical. They loved me for me. So that was my first one. And then in middle school, I became more present, and I was on a rotation schedule. Awesome. Now, what brought you into the U.S.? I came to the U.S. in 2011 for college. I came to Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois, where I studied piano. Awesome. Okay. Well, great. So uh, Wheaton College, Illinois, um, playing piano. And um, so going from Romania to the U.S., uh, what, were, what are some things, um, you know, obviously in church in the U.S. now, <laughs> um, what are some things that... Um, the Romanian church as compared to uh, the U.S. church? As a church pianist, the first thing I noticed in the U.S. church is that churches pay their pianists. And I wasn't used to that. In (laughs) Romania, everything was volunteer-based. Only the pastor got paid. So that was a nice change. I'm like, oh, wow, they actually value my time here. And they understand that this takes practice. It takes preparation, rehearsal. So that was a nice change seeing that they valued my time in, a, in that way. Of course, I didn't do it for money, but it was a nice reassurance of mutual respect. So that was really, really nice. And then I also liked the fact that in America, I had access to many different denominations and I got to learn from each of them. As a church pianist, you always follow where there's an opening, like, oh, this church needs a pianist, so I'm going to go here for a few months. Now this church needs a pianist. And I got to learn the differences between Presbyterians, Anglicans, Baptists, things that I didn't know back in Romania. I grew up in a small Baptist church, and that's all I encountered my entire 
childhood life until 18. Okay. So is, was, is the primary, um, so like in the Protestant faith, is the primary denomination there um, Baptist, would you say? Yes, in the evangelical tradition, Baptist and Pentecostals. Okay, 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 awesome. Um, so you're in the U.S., um, so what, um, so what, I guess, talk to, talk to us a little bit about um, your, your ministry. So I'm seeing from your website you have three uh, CDs that are out now, the latest uh, being uh, Hymns for Holy Week. Yes, that's right. Awesome. So talk to us a little bit about, um, about that. Uh, Hymns for Holy Week is a CD that takes the listener on a journey from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter Sunday via hymns and my piano arrangements of those hymns. So I wanted the listener to experience the progression of Holy Week by listening to these old familiar hymns. Awesome. Yeah. And, and of course, at the time of this recording, we're, you know, we're in, uh, we're Monday um, of Holy Week, so Palm Sunday was uh, was yesterday. Um, so, um, well, well, great. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, to all of those CDs and really, uh, really in, in enjoy that. Now, the way that I came across, I stumbled across you and your music is on Instagram. You know, was was uh, scrolling through one day, listening to people playing hymns, and I came across. You playing piano, and you had your 100 days um, and 100 hymns. So 100 hymns in 100 days. Uh, so talk to talk to me a little bit about that. Um, and you just finished that up, right? I think it was it Thursday of last. It Thursday? was sometime last week. Yes. yes. So excellent. So what what uh, what got you thinking about that you that you wanted to do that? I got the idea from a friend of mine who did something similarly a few years ago. He did a one-minute worship challenge for himself. Okay. He wanted to do it all year long. I don't think he was able to finish because he had some hand injuries. But for like a solid 100 days, every day he woke up, he turned on his phone and did a one-minute worship video of him playing piano. And I thought that was so cool. It was such a clever way of engaging with your audience in a way that was very natural, organic, and yeah. not posed. You know, we just got to see him for who he was every day. And I wanted the same thing for my account. I wanted people to see me for who I am, not a polished up version, not a professionally made music video, but I wanted to connect with the people who love hymns in the most organic way possible, which is like sitting next to me in the living room. <laughs> yes. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we were talking, um, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about just um, you know, how, how we love hymns. And, and I was sharing with you a little bit about, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, I turned around and I would, I would play, um, you know, hymns on a guitar to um, people that would want to watch me on, on, you know, Facebook live or, you know, whatever live it, it was. And so it really is, I mean, you're right. It's, you know, real people playing uh, music that really, uh, talks about, um, you know, it really, it preaches, I mean, you know, preach, you know, the, uh, the word should, is preached and we, and we, and we listen to the, the preacher uh, preach that word every, uh, every Sunday, but also in the hymns that we sing. And so, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I'm glad that you were able, that you did that. So what was your favorite hymn or I know people ask you that all the time, right? Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite hymn? Or yeah, what's your what is your favorite hymn? I really 
love Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Okay. I mean, past the first verse is not necessarily a Christmas song. It's just a song about Christ yes. and his triumphant victory over sin and death. So when you look at that hymn, past the first verse, it's like this is the entire story of Jesus Christ from birth through death, resurrection, and his second coming. Yes. And whenever we sing it at Christmas, it's like, this is the one time of year I get to sing it out loud. So that is my favorite hymn. It's a Wesley hymn. Yes. Yep. I love, I love Wesley. Um, no, and you're right. You know, we should be singing. We really should be singing those hymns year round. It's kind of weird maybe, but, uh, one, one hymn I'll tell you that we sing year round. And, and actually I, I, I love your arrangement of this is, uh, come thou long expected Jesus. Oh, yes. uh, my church actually sings that year round and it's amazing. You, you know, you, in July, you're singing, come thou long expected Jesus. Uh, it's a, it's like in the beginning, I was like, it's just kind of strange. Just, I'm singing this and it's, you know, where I am, it's 95 degrees outside, but actually it's very appropriate that we, that we sing that, um, that song. And, um, you know, and, and definitely as we, we go into, well, this is, you know, Holy week and, you know, we resurrection Sunday, next Sunday. And as we, sing the songs that we sing during this time of year. Uh, really, we sing them year round, or we ought to sing them year round as we celebrate the resurrection. We remember the resurrection uh, every Sunday. So I'm real yes, thankful. Yes, we do. Yeah, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, um, come thou long expected Jesus could be interpreted as longing for his second coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah, as the, as the Old Testament church, um, awaited for the first coming. We, as the New Testament church, we are awaiting for his second coming. And, you know, I, I think especially, you know, we see the things going on in the world today and it's like, come Lord Jesus. Oh, come. yes. <laughs> Ever since the lockdown, that's been my daily prayer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, so a couple of other questions for you. Um, so you went to you went to Wheaton College. So where are you? Are you currently serving in a church full time now? What church are you serving in? I live uh, in Aurora, Illinois, and okay. I serve at City of Light Anglican Church, where I'm on a rotation for the music team. So I played the piano yesterday. I played a postlude after the service, and okay. I'm going to play again on Good Friday. Awesome. So what hymn are you going to play on Good Friday? We're going to play um, Abide With Me oh. and When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. I love those. Yes. yes. And I don't remember the others, but they are such beautiful cross-centered hymns. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you, so you have a Good Friday service. Do you guys do a Maundy Thursday service as well? A nearby church will. Our church is too small to handle that many services in a okay. week. So we're going to join forces with another church oh, cool. in the next town over. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, so when you're not playing hymns, what are some of your other hobbies? Hobbies? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I love to go on walks. I love to go to coffee shops and drink coffee. Uh, I also teach piano lessons, and uh, it started out as a hobby, and then it turned into, you know, the means of paying bills. Yes. <laughs> um, what else do I like? 
my husband and I really enjoy serving in the church in other ministries, not just in piano. So we love just fellowshipping with people. Awesome. Now I saw on your website. So he, he is also a pianist. He plays piano, just not professionally, but he does. Okay. What other uh, instrument does he play? Just piano. Both of us are pianists. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, uh, let's see. Fun, a couple of, uh, of fun questions. Um, what books are you currently reading? I am currently reading a book on Martin Luther. Okay. What's the name of that book? It's called Luther for the Armchair Theologian. Ah, okay. It's, it's written by specialists, but for the lay people in a very accessible language that doesn't make you feel uninformed, but right. rather, oh, this is sophisticated stuff <laughs> that I understand. Yes. They're not using big words like transubstantiation and like hypostatic and, union. And if they do, they always provide a clear definition. You're right. <laughs> yes. So it makes church history and theology far more accessible. That's good. That's good. I think that it's definitely important that we, you know, keep as we're keeping hymns alive, you know, that we keep the theology behind those hymns alive as well. You know, why? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, why are we singing that, you know, that lot, you know, why don't we just sing that? You know, there was a, um, oh, there's a tune, I believe it's, uh, and I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's an Isaac Watts hymn. All right. So clearly I know nothing about hymns and should just stop hosting a podcast uh, dedicated to that. Uh, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling was written by Charles Wesley. I knew that. Do not know why I said Isaac Watts. And now back to the interview. The tune, but it's to the tune of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, which I think is that, is that Pritchard that, that, I think that it is that tune? High Federal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and there's a line in it and it's, and it's, um, take away the love of sinning. And it's like, when you first read that line, it's like, well, I don't, I don't love the sin. Like, what do you mean? But I get, you know, the more that I, the more that I, I read that line, I get it. It's like, okay, it's, you know, it's talking about our sanctification and, and like how every day we should be, we really do, you know, you know, we, we hate our sin, but we really still kind of love the sin sometimes, you know, even, you know, even if we're not thinking of it like that, like, well, I don't really, I don't really love to do that, but, um, so just like taking away that love divine, all loves, um, all loves excelling, excelling. Yep. Yeah. That one, that one, that hymn, um, that, that line in it, I would probably say that I have a lot of favorite hymns. I think that's the one I, that I, I love the most right now in this point in my life, but as far as the text goes or the melody, um, as far as the text and the melody. Okay. Yep. Because I think I really love that. Uh, I think it's you know I, I'm see you're probably seeing a trend here. I think I love that um, that tune. Um, it's a know, beautiful it's, tune. It is. <laughs> yep. And we're and, we're I'm thankful that it goes under several texts, so you don't just sing it on Advent. <laughs> absolutely, yes, you can. <laughs> and you know, um, I mean, with church with tunes. So there's a there's a couple of hymns I've that I've, I've come across. And and then my wife was, was the other day, she, I think she had found one and and she said, 
why are there no music notes in in here? And I said, well, that's because they would just write them and and someone else would come up with the tune. <laughs> and, you know, or and here you go, you can actually take this and sing, you know, sing the tune, sing a tune that you, you know, that you really like. Any um, other tune that fits the words. <laughs> right. Um, well, very good. Well, um, so, okay. So in Aurora, Illinois, um, our signature question um, on the lunch break, Kim Sing, and it's signature right now. This is the beginning, <laughs> starting a trend. So we sing hymns. We talk about singing hymns, but we also got to talk about food. If I'm I in, love food. <laughs> yes, same. If I am in Aurora, Illinois, where is the one place that I'm going to stop and, and eat um, and have my lunch break? In Aurora, Illinois, you need to stop at an authentic taqueria because more than half the population in Aurora are Latinos. Okay. Which means you will get the best tacos or burritos or enchiladas, whatever you want, at a Mexican taqueria in Aurora, Illinois. It's like a pocket of Mexico. Awesome. So you, you need to go to El Tio Taqueria. Okay, El Tio Taqueria. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, we love tacos. <laughs> Taco Tuesday is like every every night almost in my house. It's like you want tacos. <laughs> I love well, it's, tacos. It's Thursday, uh, you know, Taco Thursday. <laughs> Raluca, I just want to thank you for for joining us today on the lunch break, Kim Singh. Um, and for folks to uh, to check you out, um, you know, to, to socialize with you, where can they find you online? They can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you very much. And, um, and everyone, have a good day and enjoy your lunch break. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy your lunch, everyone. <laughs>